Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Attention Talk Radio is brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Dog Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD and conflict between beliefs and self-awareness. With us in our virtual studio is uh, Andrew Avery. Uh, We're going to get into the meat of the show in a second, but before we do, our program is being brought to you by Children and Adults with Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, better known as CHAD. In celebration of that event, we're anxious to give away uh, digital copies of Attention Magazine, actually two to each person who um, who wants to try this. Uh, to get yours, all you have to do is listen to our show. We're going to share a keyword um, a couple times throughout the show. Uh, write it down. Listen to another show uh, for another keyword. Write that down. And then um, email those two keywords to me at attention at attentiontalkradio.com. Again, that's attention at attentiontalkradio.com. When I get it, we will get you a PDF copy of a current edition of Attention Magazine, and then they will send you the next one that is printed typically two months later. With that, Chad is going to share a little tip, and then we're going to get into the meat of the show. Need to find evidence-based information on ADHD? Chad's ADHD Information Library has got you covered with articles, books, videos, podcasts, webinars, and more, and many of them are free to the public. All resources are identified by audience. So, for example, you can quickly find books for children, podcasts for parents, articles for adults, videos for educators, and webinars for healthcare professionals. Search the library at chad.org. Thank you so much, Chad, for your continued support. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our listeners to either donate or become members to support Chad. Financial stability is really important for them to have the resources to have people lobbying uh, on Capitol Hill for the ADHD community and working with different regulatory agencies on wording to make sure that uh, those with ADHD get the accommodations that they need in order to thrive. Again, for more information, to donate or to uh, become a member, go to chadd.org. Okay, everybody, again, tonight our topic um, is uh, ADHD and the conflict between beliefs and awareness. With us in our virtual studio is uh, Andrew Avery. He's a certified life and ADHD coach. As someone who is diagnosed with ADHD at age 40, his passion is to neutralize ADHD to help his clients become all that they're supposed to be. Uh, He helps adults with ADHD find focus and clarity to manifest their goals. He was trained at the Soul Centered Coaching Program and received his master's in spiritual psychology from the University of Santa Monica. He was trained and certified as an ADHD coach by the ADD Coach Academy. More information, check out Andrew's website at ADHDtraction.com. And with that, Andrew, welcome to the show. Thanks for that, Jeff. Really good to be here. So, Andrew, I really appreciate you reaching out to me uh, with the idea of the show. And it's funny because the, the movie Sound of Music was released many years ago, and I really never thought about it until you brought it to my attention, but uh, – um, for for the older people, you know the the show that I'm talking about. For the younger people, you'll have to go uh, check it out. It's basically um, uh, a woman who uh, is a nun that becomes a more or less a nanny with a family that's um, uh, running out of um, 
Switzerland, I guess, or Austria, actually, uh, back in the day of the war. And um, there's a there's a song in there. How do you solve a problem like Maria? And um, it's kind of interesting. You uh, you have an interesting take on this. Share with me what what motivated you to reach out to me and let's talk about sound and music and awareness and beliefs and what's how we can use this movie to kind of as a model to look at people with ADHD. Sure thing. So, um, I don't know. At some point, it just came into my mind that uh, that the sound of music might be a good way of illustrating for ADHD people or non-ADHD people, sort of what it looks like when when uh, when an ADD person is in a in a good place and when they're in a bad place. And when when I say a good place, I mean uh, in a place where their talents can be utilized, where they're in an environment they like with people that they get along with and, uh, you know, where they can pursue their, their, their greatest talents and interests. We see that at the beginning of the movie, Maria is, 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 a, is in a nunnery and she's a, you know, young late all the time. She can't keep up with the, the rigors and the discipline. And we immediately know that that's not a good place for her, but then she gets sent to the, the Von Trapp family, uh, where she is a nanny and she teaches everybody how to sing and run around Austria having a great time. And we instantly kind of get that she's in a good place uh, where, where she's supposed to be. And uh, it, it, as a result, she's super happy. So the question is like, how does that relate to people with ADHD now? And if you're in a situation that Maria was in to start out with in an, in an unhappy spot, how do you get the awareness to change? So I think it's interesting, the the movie, as you brought to my attention, you described the character Maria um, in the nunnery and stuff like that and her behavior and challenges. Certainly, I'm sure wasn't written after a person with ADHD, but we can begin to see those characteristics. And then she gets out and she begins to flourish. And for me, I really wanted to kind of talk about this because there's so much of that movie that's there. But we talk about belief systems. Um, a lot of people like, you know, you've got to you have to defend your belief, um, you know, stick by your beliefs and stuff like that. And to me, I think it, one of the things that I've learned over the years is mindset is how your mind is set up to think. It's a collection of your belief systems and how you view the world and how you judge the world and how you filter the world. And I think a lot of times um, people with ADHD have a mindset, they're looking through it, and that actual mindset kind of creates a little bit of a problem because they believe that they need to do something and it's difficult. So if Maria had a belief that she needed to be a nun and were called, she found herself in a nunnery and struggling with that. And that belief was so strong that she might not be self-aware of herself. And there's a little bit of a conflict there. Does that make sense? Uh, that makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, what I've, I experienced in my own life and what I've seen a lot in clients is when people can, people get in a situation where they're, where they're, you know, they're, they're doing not great. They're doing okay. Then uh, it kind of deteriorates, but they, but they hold on. They kind of soldier on, uh, mm -hmm. you know, longer than need be, you know, and, and, and get yep. locked in and, and, and aren't, aren't creatively thinking or imaginatively thinking about, Hey, what, what else can I be doing? And might have to do partly with this not being tuned into to the level of anxiety they're feeling, the level of frustration, Maybe they've never even experienced what it's like to be in a place where they're where they're appreciated and and, and following their interests and talents mm -hmm. to, the, to the greatest degree possible. Well, it was yeah. It's interesting in the movie when Maria was in the um, 
the nunnery basically i mean i'm more simplified they kind of kicked her out because she's like kind of clearly didn't involved and again today i want to really talk about beliefs and awareness and uh rick green of totally ADD once said many adders are poor at self-observation which they find surprising because they're poor at self-observation and I, I want to go to a break here in a second, come back and kind of expand upon that a little bit, because sometimes self-observation is not just self-observation and knowing yourself, but actually spin it up in kind of a bigger context and maybe take a look at your beliefs um, and yourself in a bigger context and say maybe adjusting mindset. Um, I want to encourage everybody to learn more about uh, uh, Andrew by going to his website, ADHDtraction.com. Our secret word tonight is Maria, and with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Do you worry when your child is left out? Does your child have trouble making and keeping friends? Life skills can be challenging for ADHD kids. Learn how you can be your child's greatest ally by reading the book Ned Hollowell described as a game changer. Michelle Borba referred to as the ultimate guide for parents. And Michael Thompson praised as the groundbreaking book you've been waiting for. Go to playbetterplan.com to buy a copy of Caroline McGuire's book, Why Will No One Play With Me? While you're there, subscribe to download her free mini course on developing social skills for children. That's playbetterplan.com. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change lives by going to ADDCA.com slash ATR. That's ADDCA.com slash ATR. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with uh, Andrew Avery having a conversation, utilizing the sound of music and the character Marie to kind of illustrate a little bit uh, or use it as a tool to kind of learn about those with ADHD. Uh, Before the break, I was sharing a a quote from uh, totally ADD, actually Rick Green there, Again, uh, many ADers find or report self-observation, which surprises them because they report self-observation. And going back to the movie, uh, the character Maria really observing herself and realizing in the nunnery she's really kind of a fish out of water. And uh, the issues that people with ADHD get stuck there and they have a hard time changing that belief system or that mindset to kind of get them out. Andrew, I'm sure in your in your practice, you do a lot of working with people to try to help them let go of some of those belief systems and kind of witness themselves. Not an easy thing to do, is it? No, no, it's not. Uh, um, because you you find that there that, that that those belief systems are pretty uh, pretty deep and pretty broad. Uh, an example for me is, is is say say I might have a client who's very creative who loves songwriting but they have taken a different path because they think that, uh, you know, that's not a lucrative career or it's too dicey or too uncertain. So they give up their dream completely in order to conform to the belief system of the other, you know, 97% of the population. And, and, uh, it's like, it's in your blood and your bones, you know, it's in the culture and society. 
so it, it, it's it's a lot to uh, to to, to uh, try to get through. I find it interesting because a lot of times people give up their 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 dreams or their passions, which really ignites their brain and which they can pay attention to for hours on. Note ADHD is not a deficit of attention; it's a self-regulation issue. So if there's something they're interested in, their issue is not paying attention to it, stopping. And they have a belief system they need to, to conform to society, and they get into some type of a boring job that they're miserable at, and then go on the Internet looking for tips, tricks, and strategies to kind of get through it. And at the end of the day, they're just really miserable. And that notion that they can do things a little bit differently um, it is very much a challenge. Um, I know for those who don't listen as much, I have a hard time reading because of my dyslexia. This actually, Tension Talk Radio was brought about back when I started coaching 20, well, earlier now, but 2009, 2010, because everybody said I needed to write a book or a blog to get my name out there. And I'm like, I don't do it like that. So I let go of that belief system and I started this podcast and, um, and been going strong ever since and actually got an education. I didn't believe just because I changed my belief system and my mindset around the way this was supposed to be done in order to kind of really move forward. Um, I, there's interesting stories about that abound all over the place for the people who actually kind of let that go. I trust you see that type of stuff every day, Andrew. Same. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and uh, and it, it's it's really it's really gratifying to to see somebody who who is locked into a mindset and has not been able to get out of it, but then you know takes a risk or, or you know shifts has some kind of a shift of, of, of consciousness in the way that they think, yep. think about themselves and what they're capable of doing. And then it's like, boom, you know, uh, yep. it's not always one, you know, just straightforward. It can be one step forward, one step back, but, but at least, you know, that person is on, on a path of becoming authentically who they are, yeah. not trying to be something they're not. So from your experience, what do you think kind of gets in the way from people like really surrendering themselves to look at things differently? Let me think about that. So really, really surrendering themselves to think about, to, to, to think differently. Um, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's, 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 it's hitting bottom in what they're doing. You know, it might, it might uh-huh. even be a crisis, like getting fired from work or, or it's just, yep. like, you just can't do this one more year, you know? Um, so it can be something like that, or, or uh, it can be, you know, through coaching, you know, just, just getting a different perspective, having somebody ask them questions that they haven't maybe thought about or answered uh, in a long time. So there's, a, there's different ways of getting through it. But So for me, sometimes it happens accidentally. Uh, they find themselves moving from one situation to another, and they have a big revelation. Kind of in the movie, Maria is more or less kind of kicked out of the nunnery, and she goes to the Von Trapp family with a bunch of kids and really kind of thrives. It wasn't really her uh, calling issue. She kind of got pushed along. Another one is, as you say, they hit rock bottom. But the other area I find is uh, via self-awareness. Um, I was coaching a guy earlier this week who I'd been coaching with for about five or six months, and uh, we were going through talking about ADHD theory, and I spent a lot of time talking about working memory and self-regulation, and um, and how you know it's he learns better if he's talking out loud to somebody. And we actually went through his history, um, uh, educational history, employment history, and whenever he was with or in a situation where he was in and among people and he was um, talking to them out loud, then he learned it very well. Every time that he wasn't in that environment, the wheels kind of came off. And literally, it was interesting. It was like every coaching call was like Groundhog Day. We would talk about the evidence. 
um, that was there, but he would always go back and, and try harder. And I'll never forget one day he was, cause he's back in school and he says, you know, I've got, uh, I got this stuff that's coming up and I don't, I don't really know how to study. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of lost. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, literally I could reel off 10 separate situations where he had had some success success. And finally I mirrored it back and said, you know, what is it you're not seeing here? And at the end of the day, I threatened him, look, I don't know if I can work with you because you're so busy focused on how you think you're supposed to be. You can't see how you are. And at that time he was almost kind of hitting rock bottom. And then all of a sudden it clicked for him. He came back a week later and said, Oh my God, like, you're right. Every time I've ever just done this in isolation, it's, it's horrific. Nothing has ever worked. And so some of this awareness is realizing is that when you've been shooting all over yourself and all these things aren't working and you're not even able to look at just the successes in your life, that self-awareness in that moment, that aha is often what is the catalyst to get people out of it. It's not something a coach, a parent, or anybody can force. It's an awareness play that takes place for time. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does make sense, and 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 I think you're you're right about that. That 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 there has to be the right timing or the right underlying kind of situation for, for somebody to to have that kind of insight or that new new awareness. Um, uh, sometimes you can bring it in, and and and, and, and a person will like readily adopt it. But 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 for sure, yep. uh, it's 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 a lot easier if they're if they're sort of on the cusp. Yep. Absolutely. Okay, wait. I want to come back and talk about uh, a little bit of that shift here in a little bit. Uh, before we do, everyone, go check out uh, Andrew's website at ADHDtraction.com. Again, that's ADHDtraction.com. Our secret word tonight is Maria. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay. Do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with uh, Andrew Avery having a conversation about belief systems and self-awareness. We're kind of using the sound of music, the movie of it, and the character Maria kind of as a kind of a backdrop. You know, Andrew, one of the things that I've learned over the years, and and people come to to coaching to get help, and a lot of times they think that we're going to tell them what to do. Like, this has got a time management issue. Here's a colored, I mean, a Franklin planner, a bunch of colored pencils. And at the end of the day, a lot of what we do is we ask questions for that person to really kind of discover what works for them. In other words, 
not to go against their beliefs, but ask them questions and challenge them their questions so that they can begin to gain some self-awareness and possibly stumble in and see themselves differently. Um, it might be like the character Maria and say, you know, are you enjoying the nunnery? What are you giving? You just ask those questions to help create some of that self-awareness. Thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, actually, and it's, it's the, an interesting thing to me is it, is, it, is it sometimes can really, really depend on like what question you ask in terms of how the how the brain like wants to respond. Yep. Uh, for example, you know, some, I might be talking to somebody about their career or career choice or career change and ask them, you know, what they're good at, what they like doing. And sometimes that doesn't elicit a very workable response, but a question like, like what do you find fulfilling in life? What, what really uh, makes a difference Uh, can be large things, could be small things. And that, that can, that, that kind of a question slightly different can help somebody, you know, connect on a different level. Um, that maybe get them into action more. And I think that's the power of coaching is you ask the questions to kind of help create some of that self-awareness for them to kind of discover it on their own. I mean, I know um, I've had one guy came to me and he wanted to be, um, he wanted to move up in his organization and be like the senior vice president of a certain particular area. And what's interesting is that um, he liked creativity. And that particular department, when you get to the top of it, it's really not very creative. You'd like to think it is, but the reality is it's not. And I was just asking questions. I said, you know, when you got there, what would be the funnest part about the job? And he said, well, you know, da, da, da. I said, well, how, what percentage of that job do you think you'd be doing that on? And it was funny because it's the first time anybody had asked him that question. And he stopped for a second, and we started talking about the amount of paperwork, and he concluded that it was only about 1% or 2% of the job was actually the part that he loves. And, you know, in that moment, you ask him that question. And so what I'm hearing is you want to take this job and be miserable for 98% of the time. And all of a sudden, it kind of turned that corner for him as a means to – because he had a belief system that he wanted to get there. But asking the questions of what it really looked like really kind of helped him get there. This is, happens all the day, all the time. But sometimes you ask those questions, and people still can't let go of those belief systems, and they stay stuck. Do um, you find that happening on occasion? I, I do find it happening on occasion. And it, and it can be different things. I mean, it can be, you know, what I was talking about a little earlier before, like, like societal beliefs, that kind of thing. But it can even be something like somebody who has, a, 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 you know, a lot of fear of rejection, you know, like they just not, they, they, you know, just not being able to risk anything because of uh, having so much sensitivity. Like sometimes, sometimes people yep. don't even have a hard time getting out of the house and doing stuff. And they're just locked into this this negative self image, this, you know, this, this shame, like I'm not worthy of, you know, being out in the world trying to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they, so it's very limited. It can be very, very limiting. And, that, and it's, and it can be hard, you know, to, 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 to you know, flip the light on to show yep. that, that there's these, these invisible bars, you know, that are keeping this person from, from doing what uh, they're, they can do. So, at the, I, I, I've shared this, I think, on one or two other shows. To me, mindset is uh, how your mind's set up to think. And basically, all mindsets are put together. It's how you filter the world. And there's always anomalies that the mindset can't necessarily explain, but they're brushed off as acceptable levels of error. At some point in time, those anomalies grow. And at what point in time, if it can't be explained by the existing model, it throws it into chaos. And to shift your mindset, to actually change from one thought process to another, is this – 
difficult intellectual battle that takes place over a period of time where you kind of surrender yourself, if you will, to that new mindset. And again, mindset is kind of that filter that you judge the world through. Some people going through that, they, they, they can't let go. They can't surrender themselves because of their dependence, maybe on the old mindset, old paradigm. I'm sharing this with you. Um, and people, you can agree and disagree with me, but I, I first met Dr. Russell Barkley, I think in 20, 2009, 2010, and started doing some interviews with him. At that point in time, he was advocating that ADHD was an issue, was an executive functioning issue. At the time, and even a lot today, if you take an executive functioning test, it doesn't show up as an impairment. And he was going through and said, you know, we know ADHD is in the prefrontal cortex. We know that's where executive functioning is. And he was going through like seven or eight different points to argue that ADHD has got to be an executive functioning issue. And he said the big issue was is we don't really have a unified definition of what executive function is. There's like 34 he came up with. And as he said, it's like a dog's breakfast of, of definitions, like anything goes. But he did say – we all agree that self-regulation is a major one, and that we have a very specific definition for. It's directing action back on yourself to change your behavior to change the future. Or in ADHD coaching terms, it's the ability to pause, ponder, and think before you change to change directions. And it's funny because I met with him, I think, uh, seven years later at a conference, and I was talking to him about the shifting of mindsets that ADHD was actually an executive function. And he actually said it's going to take a generation. And it was funny because he never really said this, and I said, you begin to realize that there's people who make money off those executive functioning tests that don't show ADHD as an impairment, and those people will never make that transition. I'm sharing this to, the, to everybody as a model, as we can take a look at the movie um, Sound of Music, and we can see Maria with a belief system of being a nun. Accidentally, she got uh, taken out of that environment and was really, really thriving. So often... Andrew, and I think this is why you reached out to me, is we have people with ADHD that we're trying to help them see their belief system, their mindset, and make that shift so we can get them out there and put them in a position to thrive. And again, I use the issue of ADHD right now, the change of it from maybe a deficit of attention to self-regulation. We're in that change right now to really see it as something different. And when we begin to see things differently, we see things differently. Like if you understand ADHD is an issue of self-regulation, you have a difficulty engaging your attention on some things and you have a problem disengaging yourself and others, which explains why kids with ADHD can play computer games on hour. So we all of a sudden have a different look at it. So I've, I've gone through a, a large explanation of just your, your thoughts on that. Like when I'm doing the parallel about the shift and how it's a difficult thing some, for some people to let go of their belief systems to go to like observation and realize things might not be, might be completely different than what they thought. And and it's a difficult yeah. well, it's a difficult thing. It's a process for a person to go through. Yeah. Yes. I, 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 it, it for sure usually is, it, it, and, and definitely you know can take a while. One thing that's interesting though, in addition to that though, is is, is how sometimes a person can have a flash of insight that that, that really shifts a lot. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll give you an example from my own life. Yeah. I used to just habitually reflexively unconsciously be just down on myself, you know, full of negative self-talk, never even thought about, you know, who I am or how do I, how do I relate to myself? I was just, you know, sort of trapped. Well, like you said, trapped in a mindset of negative, negative thinking about myself. And I can't remember exactly what the catalyst was, but, but I was, I think I was reading something about how, how, you know, you can change your thoughts, you know, you can you can change the way you look at yourself, and and 
and uh, and you can you know decide to look at yourself positively, and that's a choice that, that you can make. And I was like, okay, I probably heard that a whole bunch of times, but I was ready to hear it, and the light bulb went off, and you know, ever it was almost like, a, you know, all the time after that, I was like, hey, I'm not I'm not such a bad person. I can do things. I uh, <laughs> I have things yep. to offer the world. I'm all right. And, uh, and, and it was like uh, I went from being an unhappy person to being a pretty happy person, and I, I attribute a lot of it to that. So, so yes, it's a process and so, something that we might need to work on to, to raise our awareness, but also if change can happen in a flash like that, that's the best. You know? Well, I agree with you, but you said something that's really pretty. You were ready to hear it. Sometimes when we're dealing with people, sometimes you're just not ready to hear it as of yet. And so when a person is ready to hear it, it can change really pretty quickly. And part of the the idea to bring this show and illustrate this outside of people as opposed to saying, hey, listen, you could do this, is you can take a look at what I described with Dr. Barkley and The Sound of Music and say, hey, if you're ready to hear this message, you can actually observe yourself, maybe let go of some beliefs, and maybe get yourself in a better light. So you went from a lot of negative self-talk to, wait a second, I can do something about it. and you're making that change, and that happened. And this is really, really pr- pretty powerful, and hopefully – this will help give some insight and help people understand the process that opens up their minds so they'll be ready to hear it. Make sense? Uh, absolutely. Um, Want to wrap this up? Any, any last comments or thoughts before we bring it to a close? Um, my last, uh, just one last comment is, is uh, you know, one reason to, to look at the movie is to see what it looks like when somebody is in yes. good shape and somebody is in bad shape. So so it's like if you if you – see yourself in the nun Maria, then maybe it's yep. time to like re-examine. But if you're flying, you know, like the, like the nanny Maria, then, then you're, you're probably doing some things right. I, 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 if you can go watch the character Maria when she's in the nunnery and identify with all the characteristics that's going on. And as they said, how are you going to solve a problem like Maria? And you feel like people are saying the same thing. There's very potentially, you know, a greener places to go to make that happen. But first of all, you've got to be ready to hear it and make that happen. So with that, uh, Andrew, I can't tell you, I really appreciate you bringing this concept to us so we could do a show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Really, really uh, had a fun time. Everybody go check out Andrew's website at ADHDtraction.com. Again, our secret word tonight is Maria. Uh, Hope you've uh, gained some insight. With that, catch us next week for another edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care. (laughs) 